Hello, truth seekers, and welcome once again to the FBI Basement, everyone's favorite podcast that reviews every last episode of The X-Files. Every episode? Every episode. Even the one that we don't talk about? Especially the one we don't talk about, but the one we're talking about today is going to be episode two of the series, and it's called Deep Throat. Hello, my name is Todd, and I am a crackpot conspiracy theorist. My partner in crime or crime solving, and my much sexier partner is Shannon. Incoherent mumbling. My uh, joining us on this uh, thing is the lone gunman, Marissa Leterio. Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As well as our secret contact within the CIA, Valentine Strand. Hmm. I liked being an alien. You can be both. And uh, the xenomorph of the week is Vanya. Let's see, today we're doing uh, Deep Throat, right? Yes. This was the second episode of the series. Let's go to the tail of the tape here, I guess. I got a couple vital information for you here. Uh, first, it was originally aired on September 17th, 1993. Was written by Chris Carter, directed by Daniel Sackhelm, and uh, it, it it was the first, uh, I guess, reg- non-pilot episode of the X Files. Let's just pretend it's the first episode, right? This is um, uh, we're going to get into the uh, episode breakdown soon, but I wanted to sort of uh, before we do that. Uh, I want to have my good friend Valentine tell you about the Medicinal Mass Podcast Network. <gasps> All right, guys, we have a great network with a great lineup of shows, such as The Adventures of Todd and Shannon. I like you can that. Hear one. the wacky adventures of Todd and Shannon. Uh, we also more. got <laughs> the Masters of Failure podcast, where you get to hear about uh, funny people talk about failing. As well as the Medicinal Mass podcast and Family Against Humanity. Go ahead and listen in. Great bunch of podcasts, and you should subscribe to all of them on iTunes, Google Play, <laughs> Stitcher, wherever the heck you steal your on demand audio. <laughs> We'd appreciate it. <laughs> please, please listen. All right. So, uh, Deep Throat. Please. <laughs> <laughs> the it was also before we get started. I want to point out that this is the first episode that features the famous um, uh, Mark Snow composed X Files theme song. Yes, and uh, so yes, notable. it was very good. I enjoyed it this time. We missed it last time. Uh, it, it, I think also it features a lot of Mark Snow music. Well, it's like the the first one. I think that they probably use a lot of canned music for the pilot or, or just whatever might be in the. What whatever like you know duty free stuff they could find, <laughs> but uh, this was the first time you actually heard the the theme song that would become very iconic. <laughs> I feel like you're looking at me like I should have some sort of thing about it. I I don't. Mark Snow is a guy. There are several remixes: uh, Chemical Brothers, DJ Dotto. There's a PM Dawn version, which is delicious. Um, it's very good spread on bread like Vegemite <laughs> but let's waste no more time get right into the episode summary 
Well, if you would like, I could give you some weird information on the soundtrack or the song. Uh, I'll save that for a little bit later. We'll talk about we'll talk more about that that in a bit. Okay. Okay. So uh, we see uh, southwestern Idaho near Ellens Air Force Base, and military police are raiding the home of Colonel Richard Budahas. 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 Apparently, is a friend of Chris Carter from high school. Apparently uh, stole a military vehicle and barricaded himself in the house. Uh, uh, when he is, when they bust into the house, they discover him in the bathroom, trembling and covered with rashes. I think we should all stop. And I think we've all been there. <laughs> I, I just want to point something out. This is in a Clinton era. Imagine what would happen if there was the Patriot Act. Oh yeah, this this guy is that guy would be dead. He's naked. He's got he's naked. He's covered in in rashes and like looking like uh, he's got the shingles. That's I had I literally wrote down the opening scene: skin cream shingles, <laughs> and that is exactly what they look like. That is, it's supposed to be radiation burns, right? It looks nothing like a radiation burn, and it's very uh, well done, but it doesn't look like that. And that's uh, so. Oh, yeah. We've got someone who knows a little bit about. It. How would you pull off an effect like this? Um, very small amounts of latex. Uh, obviously, like probably fake gel, gel blood, so it's not running everywhere. Uh, it's just all simple stuff. Like you could even do that with like uh, cosmetic Marissa, makeup. Marissa Luterio will use household kitchen items to tell you how to make art and. Weird effects. Oh, I've put I dirt sh- on people's faces, so we should. No, I know. We should actually point the point this out. I don't think know if we mentioned it in the last one. You actually have some experience in uh, horror makeup, and I, I think for a while you were a professional frightener. Yes. <laughs> oh God, like ten something years, and then on and off still a little bit if like I can have the time for it. I wish to retract my earlier statement about radiation burns. Oh. You just looked up pictures of radiation oh. burns and were very upset. <laughs> well, I, I remember mom having some when she came back from duty. Really makes you want to have a bowl of cornflakes, huh? <laughs> okay, we're, we're, okay. Back to uh, getting back to the episode. We then go to the first listen of the famous X Files theme composed by Mark Snow. Do 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 do. No, okay, guys, guys. No, no, no. Copyrights. Copyrights. Well, just three seconds. Three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> rendition of it. It was an homage. Okay, well then it's fair legally use, distinct. Fair use, baby. <laughs> it's legally distinct. Legally this is just distinct. a tribute. It's right. the cover. <laughs> um, it, it's a good opening segment, I think. I think that that, that more you get the um, uh, you've got these quick flashes of different things that look weird. There's stuff that isn't even that weird, like a time lapse picture of a of a lima bean sprouting, and somehow I don't <laughs> I don't think those are lima beans. <laughs> There's not. They're not lima beans. What are they? Those are fallopian tubes running out of testes, honey. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are seed. No, that's like no, that's like, <laughs> no. They're supposed to be the. It, oh my it lord! Makes sense when we get to gender bender. The conspiracies begin so soon. <laughs> that, that video looks like something somebody on early YouTube would have made to be, like, deep or creepy. Uh, it's, <laughs> like, it's maybe great. me or something. You remember in 93 where we were all like, that's so fucking awesome. 
And now we're like, lol, I can do that in Flash. <laughs> oh, well. Um, this is the best but, episode know, we've ever done. It, it, it's sort of weird. It's, you, you see the um, uh, real... Uh, I don't know if... Re- it, it's, it's just a bunch of really weird imagery. It's kind of like, you know, what did they choose to... Like, it's like clocks flying through space at the beginning of the Twilight Zone, right? Yeah. These are the reels that uh, Mulder took out of the slideshow that he was showing Scully in the beginning. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. After he removes all the porn. Oh, so much porn. All right. So uh, once the once the theme song and opening credits and first commercial break is hit, we, we come back to see Agents Fox Mulder and Dana Scully uh, meeting at a bar in Washington, D.C. to discuss the Budahas case. And um, uh, turns out the Budahas is a test pilot, had not been seen since the raid, and the military was not going to comment on his condition. Uh, his wife was filing a kidnapping charge against the military. I'm sure that worked out well. And uh, that six other pilots have been missing from that base as well. And the base happens to be subject to rumors of experimental aircraft and uh totally blew over the you, you blew over the uh beginning scene when Mulder leans in it looks like he's gonna like deep throat her with his tongue oh my oh. god i was i was gonna say something <laughs> oh the creepy sex scenes <laughs> the, how is that normal for anyone for him to wake like to sneak up on her like that i had to backtrack a worse. few times in the next episode it's even worse how amazing we'll is it their relationship has grown in literally the span of two episodes? I, I know that it's probably, <laughs> I think it's a longer. Well, it's like, you know, Mulder's kind of creeping on her, but she's not really fielding it much, you know? Like, they get several seasons in. She's before. like, I've been creeped on by way worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll see how, we'll, we'll, we'll get a good look at, about, at how Scully as a female agent interacts with other agents, you know? Oh boy! Uh, but that's another episode. That's an episode down the road. Uh, after you know, going over the case with them at a bar of all places. Uh, Why Mulder, are they in a bar? I don't know. Uh, Mulder <laughs> decides it was his to, idea, of course. Yeah, Mulder runs off to Mulder runs off to the bathroom, uh, and as he's finishing up, a uh, man in a suit is standing right behind him, and you know that dude was just watching him pee. <laughs> I, I just want to point out how great is Mulder leaving his female partner in a DC bar at lunchtime. Those people are creepy as fuck. This this pleads to my case that he is severely maladjusted. <laughs> All the porn. The gentleman the gentleman uh, tells him to tells him he can help him, but he should really lay off the Budahas case. And, and he should stop eating asparagus. Uh, this is Jerry Harden. <laughs> this is Jerry Harden, and he's going to be known as the known as Deep Throat, which is a reference, I do believe, to the Deep Throat contact in the Watergate. It's a reference to porn. Are, are you sure about that? Actually, yes, we are. Uh, no, the porn I, part. <laughs> I have a degree in history. Um. Uh, for full disclosure, in 2005, 
uh, Bill Felt, who was a former FBI um, assistant director, was diagnosed with a terminal illness and said, surprise, I'm deep throat. And uh, this was confirmed by Woodward and Bernstein, um, who would know, because they were there. Uh, But this episode is 1993, so we don't know who this guy is. And uh, that's why you have Jerry Harden as Deep Throat. Now, was he meant to be the actual Deep Throat from Watergate, or was it? Yes. Oh, cool. He's supposed to be the Deep Throat. Oh, I never really... I just thought he was going by that. Uh, He's less based on actual fact, but more based on All the President's Men, written by Woodward and Bernstein, and... Uh, Keith or Sutherland? No, Donald Sutherland. I'm sorry. Uh, his character and JFK, which is why there's the weird shit that's going on. All right. So he basically says, you're being watched. You should really leave this Buddha house thing alone. I'm, a, I'm in a position where I can really help you. Um, and, uh, of course, Mulder completely ignores this and the two head off to, uh, head off to Idaho. Basically, if you want to know how to write an X-Files episode, Mulder, don't do the thing. And Mulder is like, I'm going to do the thing. <laughs> and then Scully chases after him, shaking a gun. Um. Um, Mulder <laughs> and Scully make it to Idaho and interview Mrs. Budahas. Who claims that her husband? Who came to the door dressed and makeup ready? By the way, right? Like and dressed like like my grandmother did in the sixties. Yeah, like she was expecting them. You know, like no, 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 no. I want to talk about the fashion here. Did everyone notice the military wives are dressed like they were in the right stuff? (laughs) (laughs) That is true. They were kind of like they were kind of like you know, like no, the American homemaker. What was is was this? was it's this like, Ida- was this some uh, southeastern Idaho or was it Stepford? I'm wondering. Well, it's like she's like she comes to the door, and it's like she might as well be like Mrs. Chuck Yeager. <laughs> also, the right stuff is a great movie. Everyone should go see it. Um, she comes uh, up, uh, talks about the the disappearance. <laughs> Uh, they take them to a to speak to a neighbor whose husband disappeared and came back somewhat off. <laughs> uh, the uh, an appointment is made. Oh, and and also there's a the 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 other wife really scolds uh, Mrs. Budahas for bringing the feds in for this. Really. The FBI. My house. Yes. Um, Scully tries to make an appointment with the appropriate people in the military who say, oh, we'll meet with you a week from Friday, which, you know, they have no intention of making this meeting. I, I think that's code for uh, a week from go fuck yourself is what I got. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they... They do. They go straight to his home, and he refuses to talk at all. Uh, they subsequently meet a local reporter named Paul uh, Messenger, who uh, 
refers them to a local UFO themed diner. And that place, by the way, has the best name. What was it called? It's the Little Alien. Ah, right. The UFO-themed diner where um, uh, they enjoy a little bit of coffee and uh, Mulder buys a $20 snapshot of a UFO. (laughs) And Scully gets salty as fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's so great. (laughs) She's super salty. Deliciously salty. Like sea salty. He's salty, Scully. Um, early on, she doesn't really suffer Mulder's shit very well, does she? She does not tolerate that man. No. But Mulder also walks away with a map, a crudely hand-drawn map that would lead them to a place where they can get into the Air Force Base. Apparently she's handed this map out before. Uh, yes, and we'll get to that. Uh, interesting fate. Uh, Nellis Air Force Base is supposed to be Ellis Air Force Base, which is in Broom Lake, Nevada. Right. And does not appear on any government map. Right. (laughs) And may have pieces of a wrecked uh, weather balloon from Roswell, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, it's Area 51. Okay, uh... (laughs) The visiting the base that night, uh, the agents witness mysterious lights, aircraft in the eyes performing seemingly impossible maneuvers. Uh, a black helicopter approaches and they start running. And uh, but it seems that they are being they are chasing a pair of young, fine young 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 uh, young youngsters. They're Kurt Cobain shirt addicts? Uh, they will be referred to as Stoner and Chick in later episodes. But they're actually <laughs> called Emil and Zoe. Uh, Emil played is um, uh, played by a pre-Buffy the Vampire Slayer Seth Green. Pre-Austin Powers, too, right? Um, this would be yeah. before Buffy, but after It. Okay. Um, Definitely after a hit. <laughs> he was 12. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but later on, Stoner and Chick will continue showing up, but not played by these, these two people. Who played Zoe again? Was it? Uh, Larissa Luda something something. I don't remember her name. She did look uh, familiar. She, uh, she's been in a number of things. She is... Also, for our super ridiculous Weeboo fans, uh, the voice of Balma. Always. Always Balma. All right. Always. Okay, so we have... So Mulder and Scully treat... Or Mulder treats Emil and Zoe to a meal at the diner. uh, And he grills them about the lights and the... The lights and the um, uh, aircraft they've seen... And, uh, I, I believe I remember them eating this meal like it was the best thing they ever had for one reason or another. That's generally how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I'd like to note that pot wasn't that good back then. How, about, how much <laughs> do you want to bet he, he, he smoked with them? 
I will say that it's Idaho, though. And Idaho generally has better wheat. <laughs> it's good farm <laughs> soil, right? You know? <laughs> um, I'm going to say that they grew it on their own. And I'm gonna po- I'm gonna say that it that, that it's quite likely that Mulder may have t- smoked with them because otherwise they wouldn't have talked. They're not gonna talk to a Fed unless that Fed shows he's cool. That's a really good point. He didn't ju- he didn't just smoke with them. He brought the weed himself. Um, <laughs> I also just suddenly realized I think I'm the only person here who hasn't spent fifty dollars at Wendy's while high. Todd, <laughs> I really never all that food. I really wanted all that food. Never go shopping for food after you've smoked. Stupid decision. You're not the one who paid exclusively $50. I didn't pay exclusively $50. No, I, paid, I paid about 30 30 but that's like... True story. This has quickly become the Dank Files. Oh, boy. We'll hear on the medicinal mass. <laughs> Getting back to this before I incriminate myself further here. Uh... <laughs> Okay, uh, he's grilling them about these uh, UFO sightings that are coming out of the base. And, uh, of course, they're telling him, oh, yeah, all this stuff going around. And there's landmines. And and he shows them the picture of the triangular UFO he bought from the diner. The giant pizza. Yeah, he said, it looks just like that, man. And at this point, (laughs) if you thought Scully was salty before... She's downright bitchy. <laughs> like you could have shown those kids a cheeseburger and it would have looked like the UFO. <laughs> he had to define UFO for her. Like yeah, that she was saw a, a UFO and wouldn't admit it was an unidentified flying object. He didn't say it was an alien. He said it was a UFO. I think the Excuse the- me, Scully. I'm going to mansplain paranormal <laughs> phenomena. <laughs> it's a sad day. <laughs> so, uh, after leaving the diner, Mulder and Scully are confronted by black-suited agents who destroy the photographs they've taken. And basically, uh... Put them both over the car, violate all their civil rights, you know, fuck up the camera. The, the, the kind of, like, intimidation job you'd expect the men in black, the men in black to come and do. <sighs> yeah, I... The, yeah, wrote down how the men in black, they had striped ties. And then I also put, like, a slash um, anal probes. I don't know, did anyone else get that? <laughs> I I feel like there was some violation that goes on later. And while this goes down, um we also have uh Budahas returned to his home with no memory of what happened. I would also like to point out this is like the worst episode to have shown my mother. <laughs> um as a person who did actually have her phone wired tapped actually at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, you know, they visit Budahas and his wife's freaking out. It's like, it's not him. It's not him. It looks like him, but it's not him. And uh, Mulder begins to ask some questions. <laughs> great questions. Great, great questions. Like specific questions that a fighter pilot should be able to answer. And it turns out 
the information just isn't there. Somehow they took his mind and deleted the memory. But you can't just delete specific memories. (laughs) Okay, everyone... Let's just remember. I, can, I Give me enough vodka. I will delete some memories for you, man. <laughs> Let's just remember, guys. 1993 logic. Also, it's another classic moment of Mulder just pulling something out of nowhere. I don't know. It, like, there is technology that they're working on now that is capable of doing that. They, they, they're able to do it in mice. So... Well, but mice are dumb. Oh, mice are dumb, but most things they test on mice, they tend to move look, on to I've testing been, on the larger look, things. I've been sitting around all, been sitting around all day when, what, reading Twitter, people asking why Barack Obama didn't help the it didn't help people during Katrina. Because he was playing golf. He was a terrible president. <laughs> oh God, I saw he that on wasn't Facebook. President. Katrina was in t- 2005. Obama was inaugurated in 2009. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that most people in America are smarter than mice. <laughs> Agreed. You would probably be true. All right. Um, Building. And well, they're basically ordered to leave town ma- after that. So they take off their X Files costumes and they put on the regular people clothes. Right, and um. Uh, why is it that Scully's Mulder regular people clothes? Uh, uh, Scully is the, and Scully's about to sort of make the arrangements to get the flight home, and Mulder just runs off to find Stoner and Chick again, who help him break back onto the base. I, I think he was just jonesing because he had to get one last look at that. Ba- he had to get one last look at that base, and he walks deep in because the time by the time he's he, he's by the time he's in really deep, it's like you know very late at night. And suddenly, above his head, <laughs> in the sky, appears some of the worst CGI I have ever seen. It's not and that bad. It, it's it's bad. almost it's <laughs> almost as bad as the rock in the Scorpion King. It is. I have seen better <laughs> CGI in Dire Straits music videos. It's at it's, least better than the rock in the Scorpion King. I, I will give you that. Um. It did kind of look like someone opened Windows 3.1 and it decided to attack Mulder. Looked like an old yeah. screensaver. Yeah. yeah. There's there's your joke, everybody. And now we know how old I am. Uh, you like, just cut out. <laughs> and I just cut out. <laughs> so this whole thing. So this thing is floating over his head and zips off and he has about a few minutes to internalize this before uh before a police car before uh military police is right up his ass drag he gets roughed up thrown in the van <laughs> they're injecting him with shit they're dragging him through this hangar meanwhile scully is flipping the fuck out they're putting lsd drops in his eyes they're putting, the, yeah, they're doing the LSD drops. They're bringing him through the hangar where he gets a look at what he thinks is a UFO. You know what that scene was missing? The Beethoven, the Ludwig van. All oh, right. <laughs> Marissa knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Lovely, so lovely Ludwig van. <laughs> Why would you do this? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Scully is approached by the reporter from earlier. At this point, she is pissed off and 
she uses the mom about, voice. Pretty pretty worried about Mulder. Uh, when she hears the reporter's walkie-talkie go off, um, uh, which would indicate that he is, in fact, military police as well. <laughs> she gives him a look like, oh, you dumb fucked up. <laughs> she and did. Here, here's the thing. After, after, um, after, um, uh, she, like, he tries to get a, he tries to grab at her, but she manages to get the gun, get the gun, pull, get the drop on him, put the gun on him and makes him drive to Mulder. Now this is after Scully had been salty as hell to Mulder through this whole episode. But when Mulder is in danger, uh-uh. <laughs> they are closing ranks, pal. She, you do not hurt her to Covney. <laughs> I, I would like to make the wrestling mess, uh, reference here. Uh, Scully is the original Five Feet of Fury. Right. So back, <laughs> it, she, she's in the backseat of the car pointing the gun toward the guy. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're... You ever seen Pulp brought- Fiction, motherfucker? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would have been about the same time. Just about. They take her to the base and she basically pulls a hostage exchange for Mulder. Uh, Mulder uh, staggers out of the base looking like he's just had a night of heavy drinking and he has no idea how he got there. I just now realized how much, how, how many drugs Mulder ends up doing through like the series. <laughs> <laughs> One last visit to Budahas and she does not want to cooperate at all anymore. And then they're out of town. Mulder's feeling pretty down at this point. Yeah, he he's really, really upset. He's like, my memories are gone. But what he's really upset about is that his spank bank is gone. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to work on that again. Maybe that's what happens throughout the entire series. He's just rebuilding what's lost. (laughs) That's why he watches so much porn. Which is kind of sad. There's literally five episodes where he is on drugs continuously. But. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Like, the end of season two. He is literally, he is literally on drugs from the moment they introduce Crycheck. Oh, uh, was it uh, <laughs> The Usual Suspects, too? Or what? Which which one of those was it? No, like. I'll point it out later. Yeah, you're getting a bit ahead of ourselves here, dear. Uh, so many trucks. The, <laughs> but days later, they're back in Washington. Mulder is going out for a little jog, and Deep Throat meets him up, meets up with him again. And gives- I, uh, I wrote down, I wrote down his name as Ninja Guy because he vanished in the first part. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I got him written down as. <laughs> We're just gonna call him Ninja Guy. <laughs> Um, there's a brief exchange there. I guess sort of a little I told you so. It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to tell you bullshit, but... <laughs> don't, uh, uh, um, there's a really great exchange between the two of them. It's like, you know, why do you persist? And uh, How are you not dissuaded by all the evidence to the contrary? And Mulder responds, because all the evidence to the contrary is not that dissuasive. <laughs> The end. And um, he asks, 
Mulder asks if they are really are present on Earth, and Deep Throat responds that they have been here for a long, long time. End scene. Which is weirdly the thing I remember. Also, my mother hated this episode. Just hates it. Oh. It was uh I think that you know they're still pretty it's still pretty early in the series. Um uh I do want to point out that this episode drew a was seen by in 6.9 million households and about 11.1 million viewers and was given positive reviews from critics. Uh it as the first it was almost like the 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 a first little taste of what we're going to get with myth myth arc. It's like the appetizer. It's like a, it's like a, a plate of mozzarella sticks that you just dunk in the marinara and enjoy. And you wait for the bigger part of the meal to come, you know, and it's just going to be worse. I really want mozzarella sticks right now. <laughs> Don't we live start. In a very, very small town. There are no mozzarella sticks. Sonic has mozzarella sticks. Yeah. But, um, and other news, Sonic, uh, please. The rare and elusive mozzarella. Okay, now I'm just hungry. Well, that's because some people. Let's not let's not incriminate anybody here. Okay, some people are hungry. Some <laughs> <laughs> uh, First, ex- first appearance of the deep throat contact. But the, the first contact that Mulder will have throughout the series, he's going to have a series of people leaking information to him, and uh, usually uh, they all end up dead. Somehow, Marita Covarrubias. No, I still hate her. I'm sorry. But she still ends up. She's alive at the end of the show, right? Uh, I... spoilers. Well, I don't. Okay. Um, she uh she goes to the uh, used car dealership in Branson. Oh right, <laughs> Branson, Missouri. Uh, the <laughs> I think that we're gonna start. Uh, notably absent from this one is the cigarette smoking man. Uh. Don't know if they were going to continue to do that. Uh, initially, uh, they were going to have multiple uh, different agents who came in uh, for the syndicate. And they weren't sure if they wanted Bill, as they call him. Uh, we know him as William B. Davis. But what has turned out is it's very fun to work with Will B. Davis. Because he's like such an asshole well, it's on weird. camera. It's weird because I can remember him. I, I thought that he was much more present in the first season so far than he has been. And I realize we're only on the first episode. We've watched a few ahead. ahead. Um, I'm kind of missing my, my cigarette smoking man. Uh, the issue there is um, they jump up myth arc because um, someone just got pregnant on the set of that episode. Aha! Want to do ratings? We can do ratings. <laughs> do we do ratings? Uh, hold on, we can, we haven't got everybody's uh, thoughts on it yet. Uh, Valentine, you guys, what did you guys think? <laughs> uh, I thought uh, it was definitely nostalgic to see '90s era clothing so proudly displayed. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. Uh, um, I thought actually seeing the UFOs and. Uh, Scully seeing the UFOs was like there's evidence of something extraordinary, which is like one of those key phrases that they use. And it fuels the like, how can you be so skeptic when it's 
right in your face now. Um, and it'll get weirder. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely... It, their relationship is interesting, to it, say the it, least. It definitely is. Uh, I also like the stoner kids. I thought they were funny. <laughs> All right, Marissa, your thoughts? <laughs> I feel like this was the antithesis to the pilot. That... um. The pilot kind of, I don't know, I kind of feel like the pilot tries to prove that Mulder might be right. Like, and then this one shows us that, how crazy it can look to her, but at the same time, when faced with something extremely obvious, that she'll just outright deny it. There was, there were, there were other, there were other parts of this episode, the, the paranoia element, like, of getting introduced into this, like, more so than the first episode then of course there's Mulder's drug trip right where we don't know exactly we can't be certain of what he saw on that base yeah I wish I knew more about that part well our good friends at fanfiction.net probably have some do not send them to fanfiction.net do not do it you have to get rid of all the slash you have there's more. no slash on there anymore it's still bad, and you should feel bad. Oh, no, it's awful. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we should edit okay, that let's, part out. Let's go ahead and give our give our quick, give some reviews real quick here on this one. <laughs> but, but what about my opinion? Go ahead, then. I don't have one. You don't have one? No. <laughs> Wait, we need drive-in totals. I'm going to give this... Uh, I'm going to give this about uh, two out of three horrendous rashes. <laughs> I was going to give it three flying cheeseburgers. All right. Marissa? Maybe like 4.2 spliffs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I was going to say. This one, this one is about two, two vials of Valium and three hits of acid, which leads up to it's like, it's like really high, bro. And Vanya? Oh, it was good. <laughs> you know we're doing a thing here, right? <laughs> Vanya, don't change. <laughs> Never change as a person. It's a, it's a beautiful you. thing. <laughs> okay, That's glorious. Um, <clears throat> I just, well, I, I hate this recording shit. You know, the least I say it, like probably the better. All right. Well, uh, what we're gonna do? Very. What we're gonna do? Um. Uh. I think we're gonna end it to, for now. But next episode is the first Monster of the Week episode. <clears throat> Join us next time, in which Mulder and Scully are called in for a heptic situation. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh? That is a terrible pun. But. But it, it's it's my only line. All right. <laughs> I feel like we need to explain it, though. Do we need to explain the pun? Heptic. Yeah. Uh. Because heptic refers to the liver. Ah? It's. Uh, she stayed up late writing that one. I, I got to bed about two o'clock. Okay. Beep, bop, boop. It Beep, just bop. remains for me to thank the Medicinal Mass Network for hosting us. Our music was provided by Marissa Leterio. I am Todd, and for Shannon Vanya, 
Marissa, and Valentine. I wish you all a good night. The truth is out there. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network.